0: I feel like I was made for
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another one, another special edition of The Unconquerable because we believe. Can we just give it a round of applause for our lovely guests today? Oh, okay. Come on, come on, The first, first the couple. The first, first couple. To be here on the show and to sit on my couch, okay? Woo-hoo. Y'all on my Cal couch?
0: Calhoun's
1: in the house. Is yeah. house? <laughs> it's, it's a couple. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. this couch's doing a lot. It's doing a lot. So, doing a lot. Fun fact: uh, Raymond Santana said in this chair. It is. It is couch right here. Okay. Okay. One in Central Park Five. Yeah. Okay. So, so anybody that sits on this couch is legendary. That's what I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and, and today is actually episode 6, yeah. um, Growth Through Personal Barriers. Man, we're, we're almost close to the end of the first season, man. This is crazy to me that we're close to the end of the first season, and I have to, I'm sec- the second to last episode, closing it out with you, folks that I admire and I love. So... Before we get into the actual episode, can y'all introduce yourselves? Oh my god. Please. To the good people, the Calhouns. Do the <laughs> first beauty first.
0: Hi everyone. I am Amber Calhoun. Um I am a creative, multi-passionate person. I'm also a licensed social worker. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of different things, but that's me in a nutshell. Go ahead,
1: make them plugs. Go
0: ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell, 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 tell me if I also have a blog uh, by the name of Curly Corner, which is a natural hair and lifestyle blog. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm
2: talking about. Well, we can find the blog,
1: come, com. com. yeah, right, come on Curlycorner.com, Curlycorner.com. You going put, you gonna put these plugs on the show?
2: somebody gonna see it. Been <laughs> <then> there working <laughs> so hard on this. Thank you oh, oh, for, for years, Look, for years.
1: Come on now, she's been out here putting in work. Like when I had my braids, my hair was delicious because <laughs> <laughs> not delicious, no,
2: it was delicious. Come, come on, it delicious
0: like,
1: like, hair. It was like, it was like, it. like. Yeah. I was like, I know. <laughs> they never told me the to problem. Right, you. right. <laughs> I went to the specialist. I went to the specialist, dog. <laughs>
2: thank you. Oh,
1: she got you goodness. right. And her love-
2: uh, I'm just her tag along. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my superhero. Oh, no, I'm just her tag along. Hey, her arm candy. No. Uh, I'm Keith Calhoun. <laughs> you do look good. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. Yeah, you. See <laughs> what you do. I see what you do. She, she want me to feed her? What we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Right now right um, no, Keith Calhoun, um, I'm currently in an online retail and um, arbitrage and reseller is what I kind of do by trade as far as how I get my money. Uh, so I do a lot of reselling and whatnot and things of that nature. I run three online stores uh, through Amazon, eBay, um, and your other regulars, your Macaris, your Poshmarks, all those good things like that. Um, I also am a uh, director of the ACS, the Antioch uh, Christian Services, um, our academic achievement center. So I run all the, the academic stuff over there, all of the tutoring, all of the academic help, the ACT, uh, SAT prep, all those good things. Uh, I do that also um, as, as my way of giving back and staying plugged in with everything academic and stuff like that. It's just I'm a teacher by nature. So if you ask me what I really am in my heart of hearts, I'm a teacher. That's why that's why please give a round y'all, man. It's a great lesson. You got
1: lessons here. And so I just I, I got I got y'all for this episode because um I know personally what you both have done for my life and what you what you both do for many other people uh I was like with between loving your hair, loving your your inner beauty, who you are as a woman, as a man, and what you both do for the youth. And I feel like you guys are hidden gems within our community, you know, yeah. like, I, I truly feel that way. And uh, oh I, I've gosh. seen what y'all have done, like, and I've met you both because of my, my older cousin, Monty. Uh, and I, I just really love all y'all, the whole family, the whole crew. Yeah. 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 Right? And I've seen you guys help people through so many personal barriers and growth, what that looks like. And to understand where that comes from and why this segment's important, uh, for those who tune in, and I say this every episode, but for those who tune in for the first time to the Unconquerable, because we believe this is this really off me um, creating what my dissertation is going to be. Because I'm in my this, I just finished my first year in my PhD program. Come on, come on. Come doctor. Doctor, coming doctor doctor is loading yes loading it's a long right.
2: but it's coming it's, <laughs> it's, all the it's, it's all on the construction it's on the construction and
1: so I, I did that because i was like okay i do mentorship i've been doing it for years as many people know but i got into higher education i started seeing a lot that a lot of issues of why like certain disparities is going on between ethnicities especially black men black women and i wanted to address it on top of the mentorship and education. Mm -hmm. So my dissertation is called The Unconquerable, what factors of informal and formal mentorship are effective towards degree completion for black men in higher education in Nevada. So that, the Unconquerable, comes from Invictus, as Keith, you know, uh, for us who joined those fraternities. Uh, Invictus, the first stanza talks about, out of the night that covers me, black is the pit for pole to pole, I think whatever guys might be from unconquerable So. And unconquerable I made my own definition, means one who takes on personal, structural, economical, and systematic barriers to become to become successful in their own marriage. No matter what comes their way, they've still been able to beat the odds. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you and many other people of different ethnicities and colors who've been able to be unconquerable. It's really a mindset and God told us, and I'm a believer of God, folks who don't know, and Jesus. Oh, yes. So therefore, and he, and he's created us Yes, indeed. <laughs> So that's where it all comes from. And this episode talks about, growth. what does it look like for growth and personal barriers? But not only that, how do we address it with youth, right? And uh, oftentimes there's this perception of, oh, leave it at the door. which goes on at home, don't bring it here. And then you expect a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old to have the conscious maturity, right? To be able to leave all that at the door and then you wonder why when they're 30 to 35 don't know how to express themselves that part yeah so my first question that comes from this episode is why do we as adults teachers staff hold youth to a high standard to maintain their personal barriers at such a young age while attending school
0: can you give me an example of what you mean by personal barriers
1: personal barriers so We'll go, so, for example, we have a kid who's being—I'll say—I I, I can say this because it truculates to that. So, a personal barrier—they're being bullied at home, mm-hmm. they're being abused, mm-hmm. and then they come to school, they're also being bullied, mm-hmm. and then a teacher tells them, "Oh, well, just—it just, just works. It's not gonna—it's not gonna fix." They kind of bury it.
2: Sticks and stones. Sticks, sticks
1: stones, and stones will right. break my bone stopper approach, right. but then they don't address the buildup. And then once things keep building, keep building, the next thing you know there's a fight that breaks out. Now you have zero tolerance. Now that kid's are R.P.C. Now that kid's suspended. That happens at school. You get punished there. And then you get punished at home when right. you're already being punished. And then there's an expectation from the staff. Well, it's on the kid, not us. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why is that?
0: Um, in my experience uh, in education as a social worker, so I'm the one that gets all in the feelings. I'm all Philly, Philly. I'm. I know everything that's going on at home that I just take that on as being my job to understand what's happening with the whole the whole side of the the child. But what I have found is educators are not taught Mm -hmm. to dig that deep. They don't know how Mm -hmm. they don't know what that looks like. They don't know what that means. And they don't have time because let's be honest, they are over flooded with too many kids to even be able to have that one on one time. To build those relationships, to find out what's going on, and to still be able to teach. But at its core, they are not taught how to deal with that. So then it's just like, you just need to uh, push that to the side and do your work because mm-hmm. they're not taught.
1: Right, right. So
0: they're probably feeling a little inadequate
1: because mm-hmm. they don't
0: understand what that even looks like. Where do I even start? I ain't even dealt with my own. One lesson I had to learn <laughs> to. If I haven't dealt with
2: my own stuff now, I'm trying to help this child. I don't know what to do with that. First off, um, I would say you got to know with her specifically that she gets people to open up in a (laughs) weird way. That's 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 true. true. Like people, she, I call her first 48. She will get you to snitch on yourself. In the smoothest way possible. And you call it snitching. Because they do. I don't people Because they why, do. Why they do you guys do these
0: things? I don't make people Listen,
2: cry. listen. What? The kids will come to you. Are you investigating Listen. <laughs> Real talk. She will know about the fight that happens on campus. Yeah. Ten minutes after it happened. Yeah. Who it happened with, why it happened, <laughs> what the backstory was, where they had posted it on social media, the whole nine. The school will come to her a week later. We just found out about this fight that happened. She's already got. Yeah, I
0: knew about that She I has already uh, talked to the kids. It's already. There, there's,
2: an, there's an anointing in making that happen. But to answer your question, Sean, um, um, from my perspective, I think it goes back to a lot that of what has been done to them mm. in every aspect, from the parent all the way to the faculty or, or all the adults that are in this particular situation. It's what was done to them. It was what that was taught to them. You move on. You get past this. Life is going to happen. You're going to have to deal with this at some point in time. You're going to have to learn how to get past all that. You can't blow up. You can't have all these emotions. And so then when she's talking um, about not being taught, yeah, because they weren't taught either. Mm
1: -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You,
2: You push past these things. You just get on and get on past it. And what I do love about what is happening now, currently is that people are being allowed to actually express yeah. what is going on with them. They're being allowed to be emotional, full human beings. Right, right, right. And so now that you have these kids that are being full human beings, now we're starting to see the tethering and the mess up and the disconnect uh, with the generation prior to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at something almost like hip-hop Yeah. and you listen to the music you know, that's going on right now in hip-hop. A lot of guys I talk to, they're like, these thugs are emotional. These are some very emotional thugs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're bringing up being depressed and how they didn't have anybody around and how it felt to not have a father. And, you know, their mama is the only person that they had in their life, you know. And so they're bringing up all these things. And as an educator, when we go back to the classroom, you're only able to unpack so much and you're still charged with the original assignment of educating. Mm -hmm. I'm here to educate you. Yeah. What we have done in this country, I believe, is we've put teachers in the place of being parents. Oh, for sure. You Very are going so. to now parent my child. Sure. Uh-huh. You're going to parent my child for seven days. And so so a lot of times when you have the, the the teacher and the parent going at each other, the the teacher feels like I can tell you about your kid. Why more I'm with more your kid more than, more than, than, you, than you, you are? I
0: mean, and we found shoot. that out during the pandemic.
1: Yep, I'm with oh. your kid. More <laughs> we than found that out. that out
0: during the pandemic. Listen, okay?
1: because I definitely felt the way that I was still paying private <laughs> school for them to me to put to help my kid press button. I was like, I need to, I need to get paid because <laughs> for all my public po- and, and for so all my, my public po- checks. <laughs> <He didn't> like, <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. listen, because some may not know I'm still paying <laughs> you to me press. A button for my key. Yeah. So, hold on, something ain't right. But it definitely, it, it definitely showed a wavelength of how education, no matter private or not, <laughs> you're you're still on the same way uh, level playing. Don't think you just above just because you pay. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely
2: taught us that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, so now you have these teachers that are in in a non-disclosed uh, way or in a way that isn't really told to them. You're gonna parent kids. Mm. Yeah. you're not here just to educate kids you're going to parent kids that's what the job is but they don't tell them that when you're going through your schooling and whatever the case may be right. and or any of the training so now you're getting new teachers that are getting thrown into this situation culture matters where they're coming from where the kids are coming from um and they don't know how to really necessarily handle that and so what we're trying to make them do is we're trying to make the kids do what is easiest for society and you do it in a small microwave, what's easiest for my class. Mm. You're going to behave what's easiest for my class. And I don't have the ability to go in deep with you because that is going to disrupt the class. And so when you are a disruption to my class, what do we do? We get them out of here. Right. Same thing we do with society. You're a yeah. disruption to society. What do we do? Lock them up We get them out of here. Yeah. And so it's all starting from, you know, indoctrination from School all the way up, and we're not—we're not even aware of it until stuff like this now, where we're starting to say, "Well, what is? Why do we hold these kids to these high standards? Exactly of these certain things when they're a tenth grader, and we're expecting them not to trip out, not keep their grades up, work a job, you know what I'm saying? Babysit this, that, and the third. Be mature in a relationship, you know what I mean? And you know what I'm—be mean? uh, a good student, be student, too. and all these different things, you know what I mean? And we're expecting them to come in already with those tools already preset. Right. Um, and so, why do we hold them up to that standard? In my opinion, it's what we've always done. Right. It, they, we don't know a different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Because if we do a different way, now we're talking about the breakdown of our educational system and how we teach.
0: Tear it down,
2: oh, Lord. <laughs> that not, that's what we're talking about.
1: Today. Tear it down. And and because the, the reality is now, right? The effect of what May first or June first? I forgot which day. We go back to 100,
2: yeah. 100% capacity, yeah. right?
1: And then that means it's gonna be a spiral effect of what CCSD does, what she does, what we're gonna be in person, right? I, I've been someone who's, I've been back in person for a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's been like, I've been like Will Smith, I am legend in here, where it's just me by myself in yeah. the building, right? Yeah. Uh, Inside the Time of Thompson Student Union. And because of the vaccine, that was the first interaction I'm getting. I'm like, oh yeah, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so the reality is, we're gonna go right back to it, mm-hmm. and you're gonna these students are gonna be faced, forced to face with micro and macro aggressions again in the classroom because yeah. during COVID, students were removed from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this actually segues to my next question from y'all, um, because now we're going to be forced to be put back in these situations, and now this kind of just blew up a lot, especially from you being a social worker. I know you've seen you've seen that. It's been tough to get interaction with kids, right? So yeah, how- I'm chasing kids down, <laughs> damn right. You're chasing kids. You and my my boy Darius, he's a social worker too. Been chasing kids down, calling, making yeah. home visits. It's been like crazy. So how do we um, now coming back to coming back to what I guess what a normal is, even though it's going to be a different normal? How do we teach our, our youth how to handle slash cope stress, uh, handle slash cope with their stress experience? Do personal bears while being in school like how how can we how are we going to be able to do that now coming post-covid because Mm -hmm. we don't even know what that looks like right now
0: right i think before um because when we're talking about stress we're getting into their personal life yes um so before all of that i need to build a relationship with you i need to sit down i need to find out who you are what do you like um just talk with you so you can see a little bit about me and and understand that I'm being genuine and I really am trying to help you, but I also care about you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think at the bare minimum, in an ideal situation, I'm building a relationship with you. Now, that is not, we don't always have time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times students get thrown in my room um, or youth get passed off to me and It's it might be a stressful situation. It might be a a crisis. And I don't have time to build that relationship and I just have to get in there. But I think you need to talk to them and see what they're feeling, because as adults, we have a lot of assumptions. Yes. um, About what we think should happen. And a lot of times they'll tell you what they need Mm -hmm. um, if you just talk to them. So first, we need to stop talking so much as adults and we need to listen. I think that's relationship building and stop talking so much and listen. Because they know what they
1: want to and, and I don't and I, what bothers me is how people adults like to tell what well, they like to say to these youth they don't know what they're talking about no well, they do they do they just don't conform and express it yeah. how you want them to yeah and but, that's
2: a problem and it's and it's, it speaks to you know the difference in how things are raised Me and her were talking about this before we came here last night and one of the things that people don't really realize is that we our parents said they wanted us to have a better life mm-hmm. right. And so they did things to put us in a better position. Yes. Right. They don't realize that that comes with side effects. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, and we attribute those side effects negatively in the children, in the youth that we see today. We call them lazy. Mm-hmm. We say that they're privileged. Yep. We yeah. say all these different things. Yep. That's their reality. That's a side effect of me. If you given me a better life? to where yeah. that isn't necessarily my struggle, but you want to put your struggle mm-hmm. on me and I've never experienced that. And matter of fact, you did everything you could to make sure I did. not how, right. how you gonna punish a kid for being from South? How South you gonna punish right. me <laughs> for that? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then their exposure. Yeah, These kids see things that we've never saw before. Yeah. If you or I would have graduated high school in our, our summer of high school after graduation and we went to New York or Miami or something like that for a week, that would have been the biggest thing that we've ever right. seen. Yeah. Right. These kids are looking through technology at people going to Dubai, mm-hmm. people going to the South of France. It's a real thing. They know what's there. They know what food they eat. They know the culture that goes on there. They're aware of all these things. And you want them to be happy that you took them to California. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and they're seeing people real life, like LVA is a very unique school. Yeah. LVA has kids there that actually background dance. For Chris Brown and Beyonce and all this. These kids are real money makers. These kids are making real moves, seeing real things. And I'm in class with him. And you want me to, you know what I'm saying, feel like I'm appreciative of (laughs) the lifestyle that you're telling me I'm supposed to be appreciative to. So I think to answer your question, we have to figure out which way do we want to really address this. Do we want to get back to normal Mm -hmm. or do we really want to fix it and be successful? As far as helping them deal with their stresses and all those different things. If we want to get back to normal, then, you know, we're talking about doing um, giving it time, bringing back sports, bringing back, you know, extracurriculars. You know what I mean? Highlighting maybe this upcoming year with a little bit of extra stuff. You know what I'm saying? To make them feel a little bit more special and then getting back to business as usual. If we're talking about really fixing the issues and helping them with what's really going on with their successes and their problems and their personal barriers. Well, now we have to unpack all that, and that's going to start with us really kind of as educators or how we deal with youth is doing that relationship building and tearing down that stuff of city, uh, the hierarchy that I have to respect you just because of the position you hold. Right. And I have to treat you a certain way just because of the position you hold instead of looking at the child and the youth as human beings. And then once you're able to see into them and see what they're going through and what they what they have going on for themselves, then at that point, you can take their personal barriers and say, listen, I understand you didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're, you know, in foster care. Right. Let me explain to you how this can help you. Let me explain to this how this can make you you're called for a purpose. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So this is all part of your story. You know what I mean? And so what are you going to choose to do with your story and where do you want to go now? Let's reverse engineer that thing. And let me walk with you on how to get this all the way back to today, and we can set this all the way up for you, of how you're going to get to where you want to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? In spite of your personal barriers, and never let those things be the reason why you don't succeed. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? They're just additives to your story. So.
1: And I think because the and this is something I think the audience should really know, you both are two phenomenal mentors and children of God who are balanced within yourselves, right? And we're talking about a population of adults/slash staff/slash educators who are not all balanced, yeah. right? And what, and even even if we're balanced, we still yeah. aren't balanced to what you think we're perfect. No, we're not. But we're self, we're we're conscious enough to understand yeah. where we're at mm-hmm. and how we can remove ourselves yeah. emotionally you know, and way. without because people don't do that. Like that I can have a terrible day and still. Humbly remove myself yes. away mm-hmm. so that I can be able to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's crazy. We talked about this in episode five, where even in the concept of you're at an upset state with God, or with, or with God, or where you are spiritually, mm-hmm. still being humble enough to still seek God, where you're mad at God, mm-hmm. speaks to the humility of okay, you can detach. And really try to see what's going on and be aware instead of being tunnel vision. And I think a lot of educators struggle with detaching themselves and projecting their own biases onto these kids, which evolves into them not liking you as an educator, (laughs) right? Um, So what would you say to these educators? Because we're, we're asking the question of how do we help youth, but how do you help yourself as an educator, social worker, and all these Go through your own personal barriers, and then you're you're touching fifteen hundred students out of school. You have to, realize. and touching in a way of educating, not right. physically. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure that was clear because you know people might take things. Left. You have
2: to. You have to. You have to acknowledge your humanity. Yeah. Um, you have to acknowledge that that this is all part of who you are as a human. Um, and I think that once you can understand that for yourself that you're allowed to have a bad day. You're allowed right. to be upset. You're allowed to not have it today. Right. You know what I'm saying, and still do your job. Mm. You cannot have it today. And I had t- I had a teacher that literally came in. You know what I'm saying. I won't put his name out there, uh-huh. but he came in hungover. Oh. And he was hungover from the night before, and he literally said, "Listen, I got a pounding headache. I need for y'all to be calm today, and we'll pick it up tomorrow."
0: Right.
2: And we understood. And so we sat there and we were calm. We didn't really do nothing with it. He was acknowledging his humanity. Now, he shouldn't have came to work. Right. But that's an acknowledgement of your humanity right. that I don't have it today. You know what I'm saying? And in this country, you're always supposed to grind it out. Right. Yeah. And you're supposed to just push through the pain and you're supposed to power through it and do all this stuff. That's not balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so then you ask the same thing of children. Mm. You ask the same thing of children. I don't, I don't care what's going on with you. You're not going to yell in my class. You're not going to disrespect me in my class. You're yeah. not going to do all this. Rather than acknowledging the humanity, you don't normally behave this way. What's going on? What's going on? Right. What's up with you? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think it's to start for you and the kid. Acknowledge that you're human. And that you're not going, you ain't going to
0: have it every single day. Just not. Um, we need to deal with our junk. <laughs> 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 Period. We need to deal Can't with our junk
2: we have emotions
0: just like you said like we're all human but we have emotions we have things going on uh you have grief you know you have all of this this life that happens deal with your stuff like you're trying to suppress it and push it to the side and that stuff is gonna come out okay it's gonna Mm -hmm. overflow it's gonna come out and that's not fair for me to put that out on you because that's possibly what's happening to you at home so now that's happening to you at home and it's happening to you when you come to school that's not fair mm. and so there have been moments where i've had to push through in that moment set myself aside like you said but when i get home i'm dealing with my stuff i'm digging in deep i'm reflecting i reflect all the time maybe too much but i'm always <laughs> reflecting not,
1: there's, i don't think there's ever wrong always reflecting i don't think you can never over reflect okay. personally That's this is how i personally feel because you don't you don't live you don't live well, but I'm well, because <laughs> right. I feel like we should
0: always be in a state of growth. Like yes, I definitely. can always yeah. be yeah. better, and yeah. so if I had a rough day, I'm like, "Dang, what happened there? Why did I lose it right here? What What happened? What What boundaries do I need to now put in place so that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen again?" So uh, all of us that have worked with youth, you know, sometimes there's some of them that that. You know, push they push a, your buttons. Yeah, you know, you are like, pushes. you know what? You get ready to really take me out of, uh, out my character right now. I'm, I might be ready to slide you across this floor. <laughs> like I'm visualizing me socking you in the throat right now. <laughs> so if I feel myself,
2: this is virtual. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it is. No, we don't do this. this is here. <laughs> real educators
1: know
0: what I'm talking about. I have never done it in real life, but in <laughs> my mind, I did. But <laughs> it's like. I shouldn't be at that point. Yes. So what barriers should, what boundaries should I have put in place in my own day, in my own life, so that I didn't even get that far? Mm-hmm. So if that means I need to tag myself out, I have a good relationship with my colleague, and I'm like, tag your it. I need a moment. Right. I got to step away. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to go take my own 10 to 15-minute break to get myself together. Yeah. So All I right. think you need to put whatever boundaries in place to, so you don't go off the rails but also do the inner work. So inner work, reflection, how can I grow? Do I need to go get outside help? Do I need a therapist? I think everybody needs a therapist hey, because it's, it's an unbiased person to talk to to help you deal with your stuff. We're not born with all of the tools to, to help us get through all of these different things we're trying to maneuver. So why not go to somebody that has learned and, and studied how to do this so you can make your life easier? I'm not superwoman and I'm not trying to be. Yeah. Help me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So inner work, reflective, and then putting those boundaries in place so that I can serve these kids. I'm here to serve them. Right. So right. I don't say that again. Please. I don't know if people look at it like that. Yeah, yeah. If I'm coming from an authoritative position, I'm coming from a position of power, and you need to respect me. The respect will come. When you give, too. Yes. Yeah, as give. I'm serving yeah. them and I'm getting to know yeah. them and I'm building relationship, the respect is there. Yeah. To where when they come in and I'm having a rough day and I'm like, yo, they're like, Miss Amber, how you doing? I'm having a rough day. They protect them. Like, yo, y'all leave Miss Amber alone. She having a rough day today. Yeah. They'll hold you down. Yeah. But we've put in that foundation and that groundwork for that to already be cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all did that with your teacher because y'all had a relationship
2: yeah, with him. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Entirely. So. And people trip about that. Like, they, it, there's, um, they label kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's right out well, the gate. They label the gate. kids. When, when I when I used to substitute, I remember I was at Mabel Hogarth, and they labeled this kid. It was like, you got so-and-so's room? Oh, man, you gotta watch out for little whoop. And I'm like, you're already putting me in a space where I'm looking at this kid like right. something's up with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I sit down with him, and he, he was bad. He was acting up. Right. And I went over to him, and I said, hey, man, you know what's up with him? You don't understand the math. You don't know how to do this. You don't know how to do that, whatever the case may be. And I kept asking him other questions to figure out what it was. Come to find out, the, young, the boy eats at school. That's the time does. he eats. That's the only time he eats is at school. He don't eat no other time. You know what I'm saying? And so I say, okay, I'm going to be here a week. Gave the dude $2. Yo, go to the lunch person. You know what I'm saying? I already gave him the money. This is Tuesday now. Mm-hmm. Get your lunch. Come, I mean, get your breakfast. Come back. No problems up. Everybody's like, yo, you haven't called up here about so and so I'm like, he was hungry. That's all it really was. Yeah, people don't like to get to the root of they don't want the it. issue. And that's,
1: that's, <laughs> that's been my biggest thing with this show. That um, It's funny. I've had folks that work in higher ed or like these are i didn't take this into consideration that's because you don't ask why you wait till after the fact you feel you feel because you're at this status that right. you you are automatically this respect. exactly and we're all and keep in mind these students are still adults too yeah. mm-hmm. and this is in higher education right. so i know and then your transition from pk through 12 to higher ed you think. Oh, you think it's just going to come right out the gate? Or oh, well, this is the expectation, but you keep feeding that, micro, that macro microaggressions. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's a lot. And Because I say that because you guys hit it on. And you guys actually started to answer my last question of this episode, um, which is, how do we change our approach in addressing our youth, uh, our youth, our students' realities of their personal barriers in this education system? How do we help them do that? Like
0: Meet them where they are. That's it. Meet them where they
1: are. Um. Bucko. <laughs> and
0: one thing I had to learn is uh, when you're an ambitious person, and, and I can imagine as a parent, we don't have our own children, but we're with kids and I... A lot of them feel like my children. We have, have, yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's like we we have these um, expectations, or we have these things that we want them to do. I want you to be ambitious. I want you to be great. Which which we should have. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you want for your life? Right, right, right. What do you need right now? And understanding they might not be able to meet our expectations. That just might not be what's it for them. Mm -hmm. Now, so we started talking about it. But it's like if you. And she loved it after that. She like drove all the way into it. So it's like if we can just sit and have a conversation about what they really want, we can point them in the right directions without putting, always putting off our expectations and what we think um, they should be doing. I really think that that's a big problem. And it's a lot of pressure for them.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a lot of pressure for them, especially when they aren't good at school. Um, I uh, I want to say something but I feel like it's going away from the question mm-hmm. Okay, but me and Keith have this conversation of why we feel like the school system doesn't work and I'm going to let you explain how it was first created as a factory worker and our kids are innovative now, they want more, they learn differently mm-hmm. so we need to change that. Yes, the
1: curriculum is not equative to what these kids are experiencing in their reality. Right. Like we're, we're still teaching a curriculum that's outdated yeah. and that it's not going to suit them for their career. You got kids now and we can even talking about gaming. Gaming is a whole is yes. a billion dollar industry. It, it is. And that these kids can make money in school now and make salaries that we And need. you
0: know what adults gaming. tell them? That's, that's, not not a not realistic. Real that's not
2: a real That's not a real a Youtuber, that's not a real joke. No, it is, look. okay. That's the Keep reality that. now, but we don't teach that.
0: But because we don't know and we think it's stupid yep. because I don't know and I've never heard of that and that's too new, so that can't be something you can be successful at. They said
1: the same thing with hip hop, and look at now, it speaks to the culture, bucko.
0: So maybe we need to stop being so ignorant. Like, As adults And learn hungry. And learn what Learn about their culture Learn about what they're into And, and then it'll give you I think more insight
2: um, I would say uh, To piggyback off of her she, she taught me something That was profound I did Yes <laughs> That's she did that's something. Black that love
1: was, right there Come, <laughs> on. Come
2: on man She <laughs> told me something that was profound um, I, I used to go into every kid Or every project With this idea of what I thought the success was ah. And so I'm already Going into it like If we don't hit these markers and hit these we goals failed. I failed yeah. And I will wear the weight of that You know what I'm saying Like I failed this kid or I failed this person mm-hmm. And so I think you have to really be honest with yourself About what's a win and for each individual child, what's a win in the yeah. position that you stand with them as an educator, as a mentor, as a parent, as an uncle, as whatever it is that you stand in, then what's a win for yeah. them? Some of these kids, a win is simply, I taught him that he needs to get a bank account at some point. That was all I taught him, mm-hmm. nothing else. That was a win. For other kids, I taught them, hey, you're not a complete failure. You know what I'm saying? You've done this, you've done this. You need to look at at least two things that you did right today. Every single day, you'll be all right. That's all I taught them. Not that they became something real big or something crazy or they did not go to jail. They still went to jail. They still went to prison. They still had all these other things. But you need to be able to say to yourself, what is a win for these kids mm. individually and stay in pocket with that mm. with what it is for you to do so that you don't get burnt out. Yeah, I think a lot of our educators have great hearts, but yeah. they're burnt <laughs> down because they went into it with the, the hero syndrome that yeah, I'm going to save syndrome. these kids. Yeah. And you didn't identify really what your win was for each individual That's student. Good. You know what I'm saying? All these kids aren't the same in your class. Right. Obviously, they don't get the same grades. So... You know what I'm saying? Michael's getting a D. However, I was able to teach Michael, you know what I'm saying, fractions. And he's in the ninth grade. He should have been learning fractions. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And I'm an algebra teacher. And all I was able to get him to learn was fractions. That's a win.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: That's a legit win. And you wear that and say, okay, I won somewhere here with Michael. And that gives you what you need to continue to keep staying in this fight. We're losing teachers by the handful. They're dropping like flies because they don't feel the support. They don't believe that. that they're winning or making a difference, and underpaid, and, and, underpaid, and under sure. so, severely underpaid, yes. severely underpaid. So that goes to that other lane. I was like, if we really want to fix the problem, pay the teachers, <laughs> <laughs> pay the teachers. You Fats. know what I'm saying? Um, but really, just being able to keep themselves in the game gotcha. because we usually fall apart. And, and so when we're talking about these kids with their personal barriers or whatnot. You just identify how I'm going to help you. Give me one thing that I'm going to go ahead and attack with this kid and help him through with that one personal barrier. That's a win.
0: And understand I'm not here to fix you.
2: That part. Okay. We're not here
0: to fix, fix you. I am here to plant seeds. And God. And guide you. And it is my hope that the next person. That's why we need the village. The village. I'd be irritated. With, where's the village? Come on village. Um, that the next person in the village. Is now supposed to water that seed that I planted. And plant some more. And then I send you off again. It is a journey. And so. That way you won't get burned out. Over trying to take on everything for everybody. Because it's very emotional. And it's very yes. draining. It um, when you have a big heart like that. But that's how I go into it. That's what keeps me calm is I'm here to plant season I might only have you for a season so let me plant as much as I can in you while I have you in this season so I can send you off and I might not see what you bloom With into and that's okay because I did my best to plant what I what you needed in that moment
1: and that's and sometimes and I think us as folks who walk into Christ educators yeah. everything all the labels you want to put out there we need to understand there's there's our goals, and yep. there's theirs. Yep. And there, there's God's goal Yeah. Yeah. that he planted you to do for you. And it's not up to you. Right. And that's something uh, I think, because I've been, I've been mentoring like yourselves for years. Right. And I finally just understood that. Yeah. But I've always been good with whatever outcome comes because I understood it wasn't my walk. Right. I understood my purpose. But I think a lot of people out here need to understand that. And, like, it's not up to, it's not in your control. Yeah. You, what's in your control is what you give, and that's what, in my belief for the God,
2: has blessed you to give. Right. So... But I mean, it's yeah. it's it's for us to speak life into these kids. Yes. Um. And I think that just has to be something you're always cognizant of is that you're speaking life into these kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They hear it enough of where they're not hitting the markers, or where that's right. not. It's not to say you don't hold them accountable right. when there's more in there and pull that out of them. You mm-hmm. want to pull out everything you can out of them. However, but you want to also be making sure that you're just as cognizant of where you're holding them accountable and telling them when they're not hitting the marks that you're highlighting. And you're blowing it out of proportion when they do something right. Right. Um, If anybody wants to understand why kids don't care about grades, it's because the gym is full when there's basketball going on. The gym is not full when I got an A on my test. Nobody's there. The, The teacher don't announce that. But Tyrell's 32 points got announced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's saying that I scored 100 points on the biology test, which ain't been done before. Sure. Yeah. No one highlights these things. So we have to explode and put as much energy of speaking life when they do well into these kids, make it as big of a deal as it has to be as we do when they fall apart and when they're not doing stuff oh, right. That's good. And that, this is actually, concludes this episode,
1: y'all. Uh, it's, it's been very inspiring. I always learn something from y'all and this was this was uh this was a great episode for me to just sit here and experience this time with you. And I'm pretty sure the guests they loved it too. Is there any last minute things? The Calhouns? <laughs> want to say to the people
0: we need y'all in the village i need you to know that even if you're not an educator by trade like we all have something as an individual that we can mentor a young person in whether that be in tying a tie whether that be in teaching somebody to do their hair whether that be in teaching you how to ride a bike you know something that you can pass down to somebody so please just offer some of your time during the week to give back to these kids we need to all be pitching in Come on, preacher, and, <laughs> and
2: holding them up. Let's go. Bonds would be um just your your representation matters. Oh yeah. Um and everywhere that you stand, you're repre- you? Your representation matters um in, in what you do if you're in a relationship and you love your wife they need to see you loving on yeah. your wife you yeah. know what right. i'm saying if you like anime they need to see you loving on anime your your representation matters they need to see someone that looks Man like looks them like come from them and they're 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 not a monolith they do all these different things they're involved in all these different things um and all the full humanity that it is men yeah cry let it let it let it happen you know what i'm saying show how you deal with your frustrations all these different things they need to see um somebody that looks like them doing what they do um and that's what i think Mm -hmm. you're you're trying to pull out with this podcast definitely is is pulling people um that represent all these different areas and can do all these different things can run a boardroom but at the same time turn on project Pat and be totally but that's the point of the
1: show uh that people i think you've you, you, someone said it finally. It's a village, because when we think of like, yeah, you hear me say mentorship and education, but there's so many elements that make it flourish, and we don't think about that. It, you, none of this comes by itself. Right. I, I, on a personal note, I would have not been able to heal from my previous marriage without God planting people in my life. There was people like I asked, I asked a prayer that I didn't really know was going to come. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's why you you be wary of what you ask for because it's yeah. going to come mm-hmm. and one thing I tell you people uh, my folks who are watching is I prayed for God, whoever's meant to be in my life present that I, and I left it that broadly, not knowing how ruthless it was going to come. Mm. Folks started dropping off like flies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. folks that I thought were never going anywhere, right? right but then the folks who were meant to be were there. And now I'm at a point four years later where I'm we're on the show. And uh I, I believe that I don't really believe there's failure in things when you attempt.
2: It's just lessons to be learned. Yep. But I mean big ups you know? to you for doing that, man. Like yeah. they, they exactly what you just said. There are men that will close their heart off. Yep. At the fact that they they did what the right thing, they got the they didn't cheat, they did everything right mm-hmm. they got married and things didn't work out still, yeah, so I might right. as well go out and be for the streets, you know right. what I'm saying, be for the streets you, you know what mean? Much, right? but i mean? Well,
1: I tried it it ain't, it ain't working, <laughs> but
2: they need they need to see the comeback story, and you it, know what yeah, I'm saying they yeah. need to see you, you loving all over again and not letting that, you know what I'm saying but I appreciate you Sean for letting me live yeah. my dream, I've always wanted to be on a show, I told her, <laughs> I sit in the mirror sometimes to interview myself, so this <laughs> is yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, what
2: are you yeah. saying to yourself? Yeah. What's happening in I mean, there? I am in the car interviewing myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <yeah>. He was <laughs> ready for this. He's <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this. Oh, my <laughs> God. Fine. But, man, I, I appreciate the opportunity. And, I, and I, I, I speak life into what you're doing, man. Thank you, brother. I speak life into this and what you're doing. Man. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah.
1: And it, it, this is going to keep going, you know, as long as... Because we breathe, we gonna keep this going. So that's that's it for episode six. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll catch y'all for one more episode to close out the season, episode seven, and that's it. This is the Unconquerable because we believe. With your man Shawtory, <laughs> we out, but out of here. I thought you were about to fly. Well.
2: <laughs>